Life gives you two choices when it throws everything at you. You can let it swallow you whole or you take those lemons. And as the old saying goes, you turn it into sweet, delicious lemonade. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lemonade. I'm your host, Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'll be sharing the incredible stories from inspiring people who've turned the hardest times in their life, their lemons, into lemonade. Because we all want to know how they did it, the lessons they learnt, and what life is like sipping limoncello on the other side. Let's get juicing. Hey guys, and welcome to this my first episode back of Lemonade. I certainly didn't intend when I dropped the mic um, and took off the headphones uh, just before New Year's Eve 2020. I think it was the 28th was my last episode. I certainly didn't intend for my next one back to be August, September. So yes, very unplanned hiatus. I always, I, there was many times, there were many times throughout that where I didn't think I would be coming back I didn't think I had the space or the energy to do the podcast anymore and I do want to get into that um but yes I just wanted to come on here and just be pretty real and candid and honest it's a Saturday night here in Melbourne um we're in lockdown six it's been 200 or 200 ish days of lockdown since last year um I'm sitting here with my dog (laughs) I'm doing a paint by numbers kit um, to be honest, I'm feeling pretty lonely. I'm really feeling pretty yeah, lockdown always makes me feel like this, especially when my son is not with me. Um, you know, it just feels like me in this, well, it is just me in this house and that, that, that can always stir up a lot of uncomfortable feelings for me, ranging from just being a little bit scared being by myself, to be honest, to, um, a lot of feelings of, being alone and loneliness and what that means to me, how that looks to me, um, how that shows up in my life, what the kinds of things that makes me think about myself, the kinds of things I say to myself um, because I feel like you kind of get in this narrative and this loop that everyone's out there living a life or their best life and they're with their partners and they're happy and they're um, in love and you're kind of just sitting here and um, by yourself and that can be really uncomfortable and I know there's lear- there are so many learnings in this time in our life and um, I you know feel kind of grateful in a way for the space and to be able to you know really feel comfortable with being by myself but of course you know it can be really it can be really challenging I certainly you know I've I've made a vow for this I've always been tried to be really real but I've made a vow for this return to be even more real than usual and I find and so you know to be perfectly honest I find being by myself incredibly hard and I don't mean mean being by myself physically I mean you know being 31 and a half now um losing the last year and a half or so of you know of life of meeting people and you know I'm feeling like I'm being left behind I suppose that everyone's gone off and met someone and settled down and it's just still me and of course they're just that's just a silly story I tell myself and of course that's not actually true but when you're sitting here on a Saturday night with the cat and the dog it feels you know and it's so silent outside it's curfew (laughs) it's pitch black it just feels very lonely and isolating so anyway that was a real deviation from what I actually was coming on here to say but um 
yes, so that's where I'm at right this minute as I'm recording. Um, I wanted to be, yeah, I, I was obviously never my intention um, to not come back, as I said earlier, after the um, New Year break. But um, life just got pretty heavy. It's not that anything specifically that bad happened or anything, but um, so basically around Christmas, Christmas Day was particularly awful for me. I, um, there was just a big, how do I even put it? Just a big kerfuffle is is a good word. Kerfuffle, that's a diplomatic word. Um, Just with my ex and our son and I was by myself on Christmas Day. So I spent the morning with my mum and dad. Um, Oh, my son was there in the morning and then he left at lunchtime and I was just too sad to go and be with anyone else for the rest of the day. So I just sat by myself Christmas for the majority of Christmas Day. Um, uh, So, and that was kind of after a lot of kind of arguments and a pretty heated time. So when all that Christmas stuff just happened, it kind of just depleted a lot of my energy reserves and really devastated me. That really, really, really crushed me that day. Um, And then that was followed by a time in my life of just sorting out a lot of legal stuff with my ex as well. And I found that incredibly stressful. It took a real big toll on my system, both physically and mentally. um, And I became quite unwell. I was diagnosed at the start of the year with chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, and there were days there that I would wake up in the morning and I, it was, a, it, it was physically excruciating to get out of bed and I would come upstairs and, you know, it'd be 10 in the morning. I'd somehow muster up the energy to feed my son breakfast, get my son's breakfast. And then I would just lie on the couch and it would be 10 a.m. and it would be a lovely day outside and he'd be kind of saying, Mom, are we going to go do something? And I would just start weeping and crying because I didn't – oh, it makes me feel a bit emotional thinking about it, to be honest. I didn't have the energy to get up at all. And it wasn't even just not the energy. It's that my body – my whole body would hurt, you know. I never really realized this – it was chronic fatigue well it was diagnosed as chronic fatigue but adrenal fatigue anything like that I didn't realize the really I I always just assumed you just felt sleepy but um I kind of always felt like I had uh obviously apart from fatigue um body aches like that you get with the flu they were like pretty constant in my body particularly in my legs so I always was in pain I um, you know, it would give me a really like a viral response. It would give me a sore throat, um, and a headache, but I didn't actually have a sore throat. I wasn't actually sick. It was just these responses of my body to try and slow me down and make me stop. Um, and I would think I was getting really unwell and I'd have the flu and then I'd wake up in the morning and it would either be gone or I'd get, then get up and start moving and it would come back again. Like it was just a really strange time where it's kind of just this cloud and I was working, I was still working at the same time, still raising my son somehow, still trying to look after myself somehow, um, going through all this legal stuff stuff somehow. And then I also started uni. (laughs) In In the midst of all of that, I started studying a master's of counseling. And I basically, in between all of that, just did not have the energy for the podcast at all. 
I just, I couldn't, I honestly just didn't have the space. Like when I lay it out like, or like that, you know, any spare time I did have was dedicated to resting. You know, I would have, I knew if I did things in the morning, if I went for a walk with friends or I went for breakfast or I um, went, you know, shopping or I did, did ran errands in the morning, I always had to allocate time in the afternoon to just lie down. Um, usually from about 2 till 4 or 5 p.m. Um, so, yeah, any of my spare time would be spent doing that and that would probably have been time once upon a time that I would have spent podcasting or interviewing or editing. Um, so that just fell by the wayside and I just kind of realized that I just needed to honor where my body was at, where my mental health was at and um, kind of my recovery as well. That had to be, you know, I was still doing so much that I kind of had to do. I have to work. Um, I suppose I didn't have to go back to uni, but I'd already enrolled. Um, and luckily, luckily, I guess with the pandemic, it was it's all been on Zoom. So that has been helpful in that sense that most of the time I have slippers on and, you know, don't have to actually physically go in, which is, was really helpful when I wasn't feeling unwell. Some classes I would literally do from the couch. Uh and study from the couch and things like that too. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I just didn't, I just, I really wasn't well. And I, so much of my time had to get, be dedicated to getting better. And I, you know, I went to my doctor and I told her all my symptoms and she diagnosed me and she gave me antidepressants and I'm not against them whatsoever. And I know many people they've in my life that they've worked wonders for, um, but it just didn't feel quite right to me. Um for no reason again it's not that it's not that I don't think they're worth it they're worth it I think they absolutely are worthy for so many people but just for me I just felt like there was more to that I felt like it was more that I was actually emo- completely emotionally adrenally adrenally is that a word worn out and fatigued um so I went and found a holistic GP or an integrative doctor I think they're called um, who are their GPs? They they've got a medical degree, but they also can sometimes have a naturopathic degree as well, or um, practice. You know, they implement um, Western and Eastern medicines. And I went and saw her, and she just said to me, "Look, I don't think you have chronic fatigue. I think you're completely burnt out." Which, with the stuff over Christmas, all the legal stuff that was going on, I really was. Um, you know, it, it's not normal to not be able to get up wake up in the morning and not be able to move at the couch on the couch when you're 30 years old. I remember one day I took my son to the zoo um, and we walked around for two hours and we had to leave because my bones were aching so much and I had to come home and lie down the rest of the day. So that's what it was like. So anyway, I explained all this to her and she just kind of, I just blindly followed anything she said and she gave me a few different supplements like magnesium and B vitamins and things like that. But she also made me speak to an what was it called? Like a, a hypnotherapist. And I was like, whatever, whatever you're going to say is works, I'm going to do. And so I had, so I had, I think six sessions with this hypnotherapist. But anyway, so within a week of taking all these supplements and one session with this hypnotherapist, by that weekend, I felt like a new person. I don't know what happened. I don't know what voodoo this hypnotherapist spun on me. I don't know what was in these supplements, but something lifted and something changed almost instantly. And when I spoke back to the GP a a week later, she goes, well, that just proves to me that you didn't have chronic fatigue because people that do have chronic fatigue do not heal that quickly. That's just not what happens. Um, So that was, that was really heartening. That was amazing to know because obviously, you know, I certainly identified with the symptoms. It certainly looked like that's what I had, but I knew 
it was probably some more more emotional burnout and my body just demanding and craving rest and recuperation and um, nourishment more than anything. And yeah, you know, and then it was gradual from there. That was about March or April, I think. But it was gradual from there. You know, I'd have fantastic days. And then, you know, every day, every couple of days, I'd have a day where I'd need to rest on the couch for a few hours. And, um, and you know, now it's August and that's still the trend. I have this week worked 30 plus hours. I've had uni and I have then had the sore throat, body ache symptoms flare up be gone again in the morning and that's just my body's signal of just telling me I've pushed it too hard again so it's certainly not gone completely this burnout and it's a very much a work in progress and it's very much something that I'm still doing to nourish myself um, and take care of myself and monitor as well because I can really feel when I'm pushing myself too hard Um, but it is so much better and it means you know I guess I am really busy I'm starting a new job next week I am still working I am still at uni but I just have had this calling to bring the podcast back and it just felt like such a right time with all these lockdowns and I've missed interviewing incredible people. I've missed bringing, you know, the list, you guys, the listeners, such amazing people and amazing stories that not only make me feel, you know, exhilarated and inspired, but I know help so many people out there, which is the whole purpose of this little podcast. And I just had to, I just needed to bring it back and I needed, but I needed to do it on my own time. So anyway, it's been a slow process. It's kind of been the last two months of doing interviews and getting a new theme song and doing the graphics and things like that, but just slow and steady, blah, 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 slow and steady. Um, and then to release all at the right timing. And I feel like, gosh, with 200 plus days of lockdown, um, it could not be a more better time. Oh my gosh, I can't speak tonight. I'm tired. It's Saturday night. I am tired. It's quarter to 10. Um, it couldn't be a better time, I guess, to bring this kind of content to the world. It is a heavy week. It has been especially heavy week here in Australia and with what's going on overseas in Afghanistan. It's been a lot. Um, so yeah, I think we, this is the, the, these conversations and these incredible people that I speak to is, is yeah, is what we need right now. So anyway, what is the purpose of me sharing all of this so candidly? Um, well, you know, I also wanted to explain where I've been. Um, but I also think, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, there's so much strength in vulnerability. There's so much power in sharing. And I know I'm not alone with probably a lot of the things I've discussed already. None of that. I always preface it by saying none of what I've really experienced is really that unique or really that special. A lot of people have been cheated on. A lot of people have been left as a single mom. A lot of people have had their heart broken. A lot of people have had to raise a child solo um, in amongst other family kind of dramas. Um, none of that really is that unique, but, um, I think it's just in sharing the struggles that we do go through that we help people out there. I I hope I help people out there that um, might not have the resources to share what they're going through, but, but take heart in knowing that they're not alone. Um, And that was my biggest thing when I was at my lowest is that I felt like the only person in the world who was going through what I was going through, despite it not being unique at all, sadly. Um, And it it helped me hearing stories of people who've overcome adversity. So that's why, you know, I I thought it was appropriate to to start back after this huge hiatus with um, 
where I've been and how I've been feeling and how mentally and physically and emotionally I have not been well. I am getting better. It's not the end of the world. Um, I am lucky that I have access to incredible uh, resources and practitioners. Um, yeah, but it has been, has been a bit tough and I don't know where I'm going from with this now. Oh gosh, I should have written some notes before I came here. But, you know, I do feel like I've really grown and evolved through this time. I'm much more patient with myself and I just think I just, I'm, I'm craving sharing truth again. Like I've just, I can feel it in my throat chakra. I can feel it in my throat. I feel like that's almost why I get these sore throats that aren't actual viral infections. It's just like this dull ache in the back of my throat because I miss sharing. I miss talking. I miss conversing. Um, and that feels like my purpose to me. You know, it feels like my purpose to share and um, discuss what I've been through and, and my vulnerability because, yeah, I think that's where change really happens. And that's, yeah, as I said, that's where we can really help people. So anyway, the podcast is back. That's where I've been. I'm getting better now. Um, if you want any details about my healing journey, just um, contact me on Instagram. Um, and who am my incredible, incredible integrative GP. Um, if you want her details, let me know. Uh, actually, I'll just pop that in the show notes now I think of it. But anyway, so yeah, I'm very excited to be back. I've got some amazing interviews under my belt that I can't wait to share with you. I'm switching up the format a little in a way that I find will be really, will be that next level of, um, of, I guess, supporting people through a hard time. So I'm excited to bring that to you. Um, but yeah, it's a tough time right there. Right. It's a tough time out there right now. So I hope, geez, you're taking care of yourself and you're looking after yourself and, um, I'm glad to be back. I've missed it. I missed it so much. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening to this ramble. Um, keep well, and I will be back next week with an amazing interview. Actually, no, my first one back was with Monique where that's going to be, yeah, the first actual um, proper episode back, which I hope you love. We've switched, switched up the format with the juice too. So, yes, please let me know if you like that as well. Um, otherwise, we'll chat so soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.